just as a warning to our listeners, this system and this module in particular feature graphic depictions of violence and other horrific subjects that may be disturbing to some listeners. You have been warned. Welcome to a special edition of the Charisma Check podcast. Today we're going to be recording a session of the independently published RPG called Mothership by Tuesday Night Games. It's a sci-fi horror survival RPG that has some dark overtones to it, but I think we're going to have a lot of fun today. Uh, We'll be playing a newly established spacefaring science expedition crew captaining a ship called the Eldora. This will be their first expedition. Uh, Their mission should be routine, but I plan on that going awry immediately. So I hope you enjoy it. And to begin with, uh, I would like to recite the captain's first log entry. Captain's log, first entry. Life's good, you know. I mean, sure, it has its ups and downs. But here I am, behind the helm of my very own ship. I worked hard, I paid my dues, and now I get to run the show for once. Sure, she's not in the best shape. Her hull's too bulky, she's a bit slow, and she's not the biggest, newest ship in the system. But she'll get us where we want to go. The whole galaxy's at our fingertips. And with this ragtag crew of mine, we're going to make something of ourselves. Our first mission should be a piece of cake. Fly to buy a planet that's putting out some strange signals. Take some readings, maybe some samples, if planet side looks safe, and return to the science station. One, two, three, get paid. We got this. Welcome to the initial journey of the Eldora. Uh, you're all a crew under Captain uh, Jonas Kirkard. Uh, he paid his dues as a teamster for a long time. Finally saved up enough money to buy a kind of junky old spaceship it's maybe a decade or so out of date the interior is a little bit rusty computers aren't as fast as they could be thrusters can kind of lag sometimes uh think less uss enterprise and more uh serenity or uh you know something like that firefly class yes your first mission is to journey to a planet codenamed nbp 3475 Evidently, it has been emitting some strange uh, signals that you have been assigned to investigate. Uh, This is a scientific mission, so your cargo hold is relatively empty of anything except science gear. Uh, You should not expect any trouble. You're basically going to fly by, take some readings. If it seems like the planet is safe for uh, an away mission, you'll go down and take some samples and then head back. Let's go ahead and uh, briefly introduce everyone. You already know your captain, uh, Jonas Kirkard. How about everybody else? What do we got here? My name's Booker, <laughs> <laughs> a.k.a. Organ Trail. <clears throat> All right. And you are a Marine, yes? Yes. Okay, cool. And we have another Marine. I am Francis Larson. <laughs> Francis Larson. My co-workers can call me Flink. And we have an android on board. Hi, I'm an electronic lifesaver 
intelligence, but you may call me Eli. I am the medic of the ship. Okay, cool. We also have a science officer. Hello, my name is Chris Cash, and I will be playing uh, Dr. Suvi Onward. She's a uh, biologist and a um, physics uh, scientist. So the captain is in the command. He makes the announcement. All right, everybody, uh, we're ready to go. If you'll uh, brace yourselves, I'm going to engage the jump drives in five, four, three, two. And then you feel the sudden familiar lurch in your stomach that accompanies jump into hyperspace. And then moments afterwards, you feel the other familiar lurch back into place of your internal organs. Uh, but you are immediately greeted by sirens. Uh, it seems as though something has gone wrong. Uh, there is a warning siren flashing, and the captain says, oh, What happened? This isn't... This is wrong. Somebody get me a reading. Ah, you, you bucket of bolts. <laughs> ah. Checking. Uh, so you do a scan of the ship. Uh, basically, you get the readout that the jump drives have malfunctioned. They seem to be currently inoperable, and you have no idea why. The jump drives seem unfunctioning. I have no idea why. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I can do that. I don't know if I can do it. Oh, no. It may be too much. I don't know. That's what I thought. I mean, it's funny, but I don't know if I can handle it. The whole podcast. (laughs) Yes. I'm I'm missing my arm, Jesse. (laughs) Please. Everything's going dark. (laughs) I can't. (laughs) Uh, Anyway. (laughs) Can we have Meowth? (laughs) Uh, So anyway (laughs) Meowth, I always loved you (laughs) uh, Anyway Then the captain comes over to the comms once again And says "Uh, We're we're here, we're at the planet I I don't know what's going on Uh, It looks like uh, the scanners have picked up Dozens of derelict spacecraft It seems like we're stranded, guys Captain, we must make repairs immediately Says, uh, yeah, that's a good idea. You go and check on it. Uh, I'm gonna uh, continue scanning. Right away, Captain. Captain, uh, uh, I'll make my way up to you. Yes, good idea. All right, so, uh, yeah, Eli, to get to the jump drives, you have to go through the... The hallways. Pa- yeah, go through the, the hallways in the ship, through the engine room, uh, past the computer into the, the jump drive area. Okay. Um, flank, you have to head up to the command module, which is kind of in between the two wings of the vessel to get to where Captain Jonas is... Currently, uh, when you head in there, you see him examining consoles and flashing lights and you know various readouts, and he tells you to jump in and lend a hand. All right, point me in the direction, Captain. Uh, yeah, he he points you over to an empty console and he says, uh, "Let's just figure out why we're stranded here." Uh, and you guys uh, start running scans. You notice that there are really no life signs coming from any of the vessels that are stranded out here in space. There is a tide-locked moon around the planet, and there are life signs coming from the northern hemisphere of that planet. Uh, there are also uh, you know, some strange signals that are really indecipherable coming from the planet itself. Uh, you notice, Flank, when you're looking at the, the readouts, the derelict ship nearest to you is registered as the Alexis, uh, and it is also emitting some uh, inexplicable power fluctuations. Captain, uh, there's a ship over here marked as the Alexis. So 
emitting some uh, interesting signals. You take a look. He he goes over to the terminal with you and he says, "Oh yeah, uh, I don't really know what's going on. Maybe uh, maybe they would have some answers. Uh, we've got a couple of options right now. Depending on what Eli finds out, we can either just try to jump back out of here." and escape. Uh, we could go explore some of these ships, see if there really are any survivors hiding that we can't pick up. Uh, maybe investigate this mystery with all these derelict ships, or we could go down to this moon. There are life signs in the Northern Hemisphere. Maybe some of the people from these ships uh, escape to the moon. Otherwise, uh, it looks like the atmosphere of this planet seems to be habitable. Uh, that's really our final option. How old do these ships look, Captain? Uh, he kind of goes over some numbers on the screens and he says, uh, some of these are between uh, a few years old to uh, uh, the Alexis has really only been here for a, a couple of weeks. Is there any chance that whatever was was here could hit us? Uh, well, uh, without knowing what it is, I have no idea. Let's, can we get the scientist? Uh, he goes over to the comm and he says, uh, Dr. Suvi, can you get up here? We may need your help in the command module. You know, what you hear over the comms. Do I have a comm thing like a... Uh, it's just kind of like a, a comm system in the ship. It's like a general broadcast thing. Uh, you would have to go over to a panel on the wall. It's not a brand new fancy ship with its own little, you know, communicators. So yeah, I'll head on to the bridge. Okay. Uh, Eli, you make your way to the jump drive while this is going on. Okay. There are red flashing lights on every display. There are sirens blaring, uh, which you can turn off if you want. I want to turn them off. Okay, you turn off the sirens to much of the relief of everyone else, and you go over to the jump drive and inspect it. Okay. So basically, you find out that it is just inexplicably malfunctioning. Mm -hmm. uh, you read some of the, the, the readouts very quickly with your Android computer brain, <laughs> and uh, it seems to be that whatever signal is being emitted from this planet has pulled you out of jump and has kind of locked you here. You think that you could attempt to escape again, but you don't know if it would work or if it might cause some kind of catastrophic failure. We're playing Alien Covenant. <laughs> was, this, was this the planet we were trying to go to? Yes, okay. it is, fortunately. So you can maybe get the mission done while you're, you're doing all this. But uh, as far as you can tell, Eli, you were pulled out of orbit by the signal. The jump drive is malfunctioning and it may or may not work if you try wow. to use it again. All right. You've never seen anything like this in your, I don't know, how many years of life? How old are you as an android? I was Five. made for this journey. Okay. So <laughs> you're three months of life. Three months never of life. Never seen anything like this. <laughs> yeah. So Dr. Suvi, you make your way up to the command module where you see organ trail and uh, <laughs> flank looking at readouts. And the captain says, Suvi, what, uh, what do you make of all this? And he points at the, the readouts on the command module. I'll go take a look. Do you have any applicable skills? Computers. I have uh, archaeology, mathematics, and genetics. Okay. You could, uh, if you want, make an intellect check that uh, you can add your computer skill to. So add 10% and you're trying to roll under your intellect plus, plus 10%. Yes. Uh, you add the 10% to your intellect score and you're oh. trying to roll under that value. So what is your intellect on paper? 50. Plus 10 would be 60. Yes. So you're trying to roll under 60. What'd you get? 68. So that's oh. a failure. Yeah. You examine all these readouts and you've never seen anything like it before. You have no idea what's going on. All you can see is the same things that they've seen. There are lots of derelict ships, strange signal coming from the planet, life forms somewhere in the northern hemisphere of this tidelock moon. 
and weird pl- power fluctuations coming from the Alexis, which is the nearest someone derelict ship to you. Someone needs to make an intellect check to see if that's no moon. <laughs> <laughs> that's what, no moon. what did you mean by tide lock? Uh, tide lock means that it's one face of the moon is perpetually facing the planet. And one so is similar to Earth's Earth away. moon. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Let's make sure it ain't flat. <laughs> <laughs> Does the planet seem spherical? Uh, surprise! This is a flat Earth conspiracy <laughs> theory podcast. You got suckered in. Oh. No. Uh, anyway. So, what do you guys want to do? I'm gonna head back to the captain's quarters. Okay. So you head up to the command to module report. where the rest of your companions are. Your your crewmates. I'm just gonna report to the captain everything that okay. I discovered. The captain says, "Well, uh, I don't want to try to cut and run immediately. I think maybe we should try to at least uh, figure out what's going on here. But if the rest of you guys think this is something dangerous and you want to leave, I wouldn't argue. And we can try to use the jump drives. Otherwise, I'd say we should at least check out the ship or check out the moon. Uh, if there's uh, some survivors on the moon, maybe we could save them. We do have some." Extra room here and some cryopods. Uh, Eli, what what's your uh, take on the jump drive? Can we do it? We can we can make one trip with the jump drive, but it may cause a catastrophic event. So we we, we can make a jump we, unsuccessfully. We, it's <laughs> possible. It's highly likely. Uh, we <laughs> for some reason it seems that we are stuck here. Well, can it be fixed? Not that I am aware. Well, Captain, do we have mobility? As far as I know, the thrusters are still working. Worst case scenario, if you don't want to use the jump drive, we could just get in the cryopods and use the thrusters. It could take a hundred years to make it to the next planet, but... Captain, if I may, if we perhaps could go to one of the uh, direlect ships and salvage to maybe repair the engines... That's a possibility. It, we may well find something to repair our jump drive. Well, I don't like the idea of spending my whole life getting out of here, so... Yeah, I don't want to be stuck on this ship forever. <laughs> That's what cryosleep is for. <laughs> I love optimism. We could be a few hundred android. years in the future, no problem right now. Hmm? <laughs> I would be fine. I could manage the whole ship while you are all sleeping. Yep, yeah. That's uh, kind of what you're for. I am programmed to pilot the ship. I'm getting weird bishop vibes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, uh, let's call for a vote then. Do we check out one of these ships or do we go to the moon or do we just get in the cryopods and sleep our way back to civilization? Uh, well, how many credits were we going to make off of this? Uh, it's a 7,900. That's a lot of credits. That's a yeah. hefty profit. I'm not ready to abandon that quite yet. I'm voting for going to go check out another ship and see if we can salvage anything. Okay. That's my vote. I'm voting for the go to see the life signs on the moon. I, I agree with our scientist. Okay. Moon, moon. Still, We still ship. have a chance to complete this mission. I believe we should go and check out the ships, maybe salvage and repair the jump drive. Captain, what do you think? Uh, the captain will say, well, I'm the tiebreaker, so... Uh, worst case scenario, we investigate one of these ships and don't find anything, and we go to the moon anyway. Best case scenario, they have what we need, or they have some, uh, at least some supplies we can salvage. Uh, we don't know how long we might be out here. Or the possibility we could split up. Each marine wants to go to a different place. I would not recommend that. Uh, I'm going to put my foot down on that one. Understood, Captain. I agree. <laughs> <laughs> Marines are better in numbers. It says, I used to play this game called Dungeons and Dragons, and uh, splitting up the party was always a bad idea. Agreed. I am registered as to play Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> okay, so the consensus is to, to go to the Alexis. 
the scans show uh, that the, the registered blueprints have two easy ways to access the ship, one of which is an airlock in the cargo hold of the Alexis, uh, the other which opens up into the kind of main hold. The one to the cargo hold is computer controlled from the inside. So if you want to go in through there, you're going to have to manually break in. The other one you could open from the outside. And uh, your ship has uh, docking capabilities, so uh, you can kind of extend uh, like an airlock passage. Did we say if there was any signs of life on the other ships? Uh, there were none picked up. None picked up. Where's, okay. On the on our ship, where's the dock? Uh, there is a large one in the cargo hold. In our cargo hold. And okay. Uh, okay. there are uh, two others on either side of the engine uh, for kind of like outside engine repair if necessary. Okay. But the, the cargo hold is the primary one. Now, we have standard battle dress, but is there as an option to have a suit just in case of like the docking thing doesn't go too oh, well for for air yeah <laughs> yes uh there are uh well, just there kind are of, the environmental suits yeah there are yeah. you would have environmental suits on the ship okay for, all right so for we have to change out or would you just put yes. it over they're, uh, they're called vac suits yeah is a, so a vac suit is something you have to wear separately from your battle dress mm-hmm. is that that's what we're the battle dress is yes. kind of thick okay. in the air <clears throat> what is it called the exosuit environmental yeah, okay. suit the, other, the space gotcha. suit okay it's pretty Understood, but Astronaut. so so we take stuff off of your other suit and put it onto the other suit. No. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> could a hazard suit work? Uh, the hazard suit has an air filter that can store up to an hour of air in a small oxygen tank. Mm-hmm. The vac suit has enough O2 storage for twelve hours or six hours under stress. As an android, I don't need oxygen. Yeah, you so don't need oxygen. I so. could give someone my hazard suit. The um the battle dress doesn't have an oxygen supply in it. This ain't like no, it's just armor. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, okay. it's just armor. This ain't like Star Lord breathable mass thing. Yeah. Hmm. All right, so we head to the Alexis. I think we're in agreement, yeah. Captain. Uh, he says, "Well, do we try to break in through the cargo hold, or do we go in through the the regular hold?" I think going to the airlock would be the safer bet. Okay, so uh, you guys all get ready, put on your vac suits in case things go wrong, and the hold decompresses. You navigate close to the Alexis and extend your docking equipment that locks on uh, from your airlock in the cargo hold to their airlock and everything goes just fine from there you can then proceed into the alexis is there any power at all to it or is that there is dark? power and it's emitting some kind of strange power signature you don't know what's going on with it mm-hmm. but as far as you can tell the life support seems to be functioning uh, and there is power to the ship okay so there is there it's oxygen visi- it's visible you can see yeah everything. okay mm-hmm. Brought my flashlight just in case. Are we still on the um our ship? Yes. Okay. Can I um? Is like a radio panel or communication panel mm-hmm. the airlock? Can I tell the captain to wait at the bridge and seal the uh, doors behind us? You don't want the captain to go. You want him to stay. No, I've seen uh, I've seen all the alien movies. Is- so what do you guys think? We should I'd- separate, but we should have somebody stay around the docking areas in case of emergency captain is there a way to remotely control the ship oh not this hunk of junk i don't feel safe going farther from this experienced captain (laughs) (laughs) hint hint if it's all the same then i'll just come with you i mean if we want to leave something we could leave the android (laughs) (laughs) the guy that's responsible for the repairs if if something goes wrong, then you will need me to make repairs. So, yeah, to your a, we need our body. medical officer. There there may be some people who are dying who haven't registered on the scans. Affirmative. All right, all right. 
Oh, you're you're the medical officer. Mm. Yes. I, I guess I'm just the one that pulls them apart. Then Ugh. genetics. <laughs> Gross. Uh, Fine. So you guys all agree to just all go together then? Yeah, well, yeah. If we stay, okay. our our ships are still docked together. So yeah. if anything happens, we'll be on one ship. Okay. Each other. Is there a so, way to tell if there's oxygen on the other ship? Yes, as far as you could tell, the life support was still functioning okay. on the ship. I would still. Well, I'm gonna it doesn't matter to you. I don't, it doesn't matter to me. To yeah, me, I'm still going to keep everything. I'm on. still going to risk. maintain like a um, quarantine and seal the uh, door, uh, last doors behind us. Uh, so you guys approach the airlock, and it hisses open, and kind of an aperture-like <laughs> opening to reveal the inner hold of this lower deck of the Alexis. The lights are kind of flickering. Um, it's a much newer ship than yours. So there are brightly gleaming panels and everything looks relatively clean. But when you enter, uh, you are immediately greeted by some strange banging noises you can hear coming from the upper deck. I'll immediately ask Eli, do you know if there's a security thing going on with the ship? Like if it has security, security droid? Wouldn't know anything about a any foreign ship. Any computer panels you can look at? Uh, do you have any? You can make an intellect check, and okay. if you have any applicable skills. Are you just going to be like R2D? Like, I have computer. Uh, no. Okay. I got a uh, 78 over 60. Okay, yeah. yeah. That was probably not part of your training, being a, a medical android. I'm afraid there's nothing I can do about the security systems on the ship. There are security systems. We'll just have to deal with them. All right. So we haven't walked in yet. We're still in the docking docking area. Mm -hmm. okay. Well, yeah, you just opened the airlock and that's the sound you were greeted with. Okay. Uh, I will take my flashlight. I'll just throw it into the other airlock to make sure like a laser doesn't shoot down and cut us in half. <laughs> uh, yeah. No, uh, that does not happen. Okay. I'll slowly move up mm -hmm. and I will just check. I don't want to check with my suit in case if something opens my suit. Android. <laughs> yes. Okay. Would you like to stick your arm in the... <laughs> Into the airlock? Sure. Do you stick your arm out into the open airlock into the Alexis and nothing happens? But from uh, this closer listening point, you can definitely hear banging noises can coming I from the higher level. Can I use my infrared vision? Uh, yes. Um, infrared goggles. So does yes. it go through walls or is it just... Uh, uh, and the, the lights are on, so... It allows me to see heat signatures sometimes several hours old. Okay. Yeah. Uh, you use your infrared goggles. You kind of pop them over your robot eyes and sweep the corridor back and forth. You look up on the, the walls and the ceiling and you see no residual heat signatures. Okay. So that means that there hasn't been warm blooded life here in, in a certain amount of hours. Mm -hmm. yeah. So that's not a good sign unless they're on the moon. And uh, I'll I'll move in a little bit into the airlock. I'll check. I'll yeah. stick my hand in back mm -hmm. out. Yeah, nothing, nothing happens, and right. I'll just walk and I'll kind of onto the airlock. The okay. banging could better. Know it, eh? so yeah, you, at this point, you would be walking into the Alexis, like oh, just yeah, right in. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, and I'd be walking with you, kind of like yeah. sweeping like where your blind spots. Yeah. Okay, right. so then you both proceed into the the corridor, <laughs> and looking to your left and right, you see uh, hallways. Your left and right. Uh, one of which to your left seems to lead to another airlock to another room. And there's also a, like, like a T hallway and the other way kind of zigzags around a corner and directly across from you, you see a panel that you would recognize as kind of a standard access hatch 
where you could, if the elevators were down, manually crawl up mm-hmm. and down levels to the other levels of the Alexis. Based on, we, we saw the ship from the outside. So based mm-hmm. on where we're connecting, we would have an idea of where their jump drive is uh, or the, or the you, command center. Yeah. The, like the blueprints that would uh, come up with the registered uh, Alexis would tell you that their jump drive is on this level, presumably to your right to the left, maybe uh, some kind of other lab or hold of some kind. Okay. Um, is the sound getting louder as we're going in and is it like repetitious or is it like, a? it not is constant? not regular. Okay. But it's, uh, con- it's continuing. Yes, it is continuing. And it's coming from the upstairs. It's coming from an upper floor, yes. Okay, so it's not the engine room? Where, where would, it, would the engine room be? The engine room is to your right. The engine room is to our right where the yeah. jump drive is. First floor. Mm-hmm. And you said, are the panels open or are they sealed? So uh, they are closed okay. currently. I'll walk over to the panel and, you know, do a little check, make mm-hmm. sure it is sealed. And I'll mm-hmm. go, okay, well, nothing's going to really be coming up here as it's sealed or down from anything just mm-hmm. to make sure it's locked yeah it is it is closed it's not locked but it's it's closed okay uh, you're not sure if there is a way to lock it okay well what was our mission why are we here we're, we're, <laughs> we're here to uh, just our mission our mission is to go to the planet find out what is wrong with the planet and report back to home space station to the science station so let's go collect to our credits. Let's go to the engine room, grab some parts if we need them, and then head back to our ship. We don't okay. have to mess with yeah. whatever is making that noise. I'll <clears throat> I'll wave at Eli and I'll tell him to come behind me, and we can yeah. escort him into the engine room to yeah. Sam. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna awkwardly stand right behind him. Yeah, like <laughs> the captain chest says. To back. <laughs> captain says, "You heard the man. Let's get going." If you could breathe, this would be very creepy. Yeah. <laughs> would I, you like me to breathe? You start. Uh, <laughs> well, that is creepy. Uh, you start heading down the hallway that kind of uh, turns to your right and then immediately again to your left. Uh, as you begin heading down the corridor, uh, those banging sounds start to fade, and then as you get closer, uh, you start hearing some kind of scrabbling noise, like something crawling around underneath your feet. I'll do the hold up my fist thing to make everyone stop. I will mm-hmm. point at my eyes at, at uh, Eli, hoping for him to check the heat signatures underneath the ground. I'll point down at the floor. Point at, <laughs> point, point at his goggles. I'm just going to look at you. He's bad at charades. I will grab the goggles off of Eli. <laughs> I will grab okay. the goggles off of him. And okay. Do you grab the goggles off the android and put them on? Because yeah. he seemingly has no idea yeah. what you're talking about. He, didn't, he clearly uh, does not. Isn't. Yeah. You look around and again, you... You do not see any heat signatures, but okay. you can hear something scrabbling underneath the floor, and it sounds like it's moving away from you back down the corridor where you can. My, I inquire to have those back. Yeah, <laughs> I'll give them back. And you hear Jonas say, this is not right. Uh, we didn't pick up any life signs. I don't know what's crawling around in here, but I don't like this. Everybody keep your eyes peeled. Maybe the ship's just settling. <laughs> <laughs> in zero gravity. <laughs> Then he motions to continue down the hallway. And he has, at this point, what looks like a flare gun kind of pointed out in front of him. It's probably the only weapon he had on him. Would there be any chance a bioscanner would pick anything up? Uh, if there's anything living in here. Well, things scraggling around sounds like living to me. At this point, I'd pull Is that something that you have? Out. Yes. Okay. You have a tranquilizer? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. 
Oh, I'm sure we have our yeah, SMGs yes. on us. We so. absolutely oh, you have, have SMGs? Our... Yes, we have our SMGs. Uh-huh. Why don't you have pulse guns? Because they're expensive. Oh. <laughs> How do you think we ended up on this? Scouting Pippin was the Rinky one that was... ship. <laughs> yeah, uh, providing if you... the credits to... Uh, Dr. Suvi, if you use your, your bioscanner, you do pick up a small life sign underneath you that is moving away at a very fast pace back down the hallway. It's like under the floors. Is it like a, does it tell me a size or any type of details? It's, it's very small. That's all that you really get from a bioscanner. Where it is. And like it's, if moving it's moving opposite of us. Yeah, it's toward, moving back down the hallway. Where toward you our ship. Mm-hmm. Did we close our doors? Mm-mm. I, I thought I, I'm going to go close the doors real quick. <laughs> <laughs> so you run back down the hallway? Yes. Okay. And you're going to close the airlock behind everyone. I mentioned quarantine that the one followed the procedures. <laughs> okay. So you can close the, the airlock behind you. Okay. It's no big deal. Yes. Yeah, so I'll close the airlock. Once Bio- you have the airlock closed, you no longer hear the skittering noise. Uh, Bioscanner. Is it still on the <laughs> ship with us? Uh, yes. You, you look at it. It looks like it's moving away now. And it, it appears to be moving up through the walls into a higher level now. Okay. Okay. Um, <laughs> Chris looks genuinely scared right now. <laughs> I'm not scared. I'm thinking. Um, so I'll report back to the Marines mm-hmm. that there's something definitely alive in here, something small, and we need it alive. Well, we I picked up no need... life signatures on the ship. I have a bioscanner. You don't. It's only Jonas three months old. Say. Give him a break. <laughs> Captain Jonas will say, I appreciate your enthusiasm, but that's not why we're here. If we happen to see it, maybe we can subdue it or uh, something. But uh, right now, we need to check this jump drive. It and, could be right. someone's cut. So we proceed. <laughs> we, we proceed further. Yes. Uh, you continue yeah. on down the hallway. You pass one airlock on your right uh, that uh, you don't know where it leads to. And another one on your left. No, uh, no signs. And there's another airlock at the very end of the hall. Other okay, eight. so there's three airlocks. And there's yes. no indication of signs. Not, not, uh, not there like is. A, a uh, there would be, I guess, labels. Sign. You know, because why not? Yeah. The one you pass on your right says cryo chamber. The one you pass on your left says cargo hold. And the one at the end of the hallway says engine room. Well, that's the one that engine matters. Room. So uh, hmm. I'll walk into the engine room. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But uh, before we like bust in, it'd be like a three, two, one. Someone opens it and lets the other one. Is it easy to open the doors or are they locked? Yeah, no, they're they're just kind of electronically controlled. You hit the open button and it opens. I'm not gonna punch it, but I'll I'll hit it so it opens pretty fast and I'll let do a combat roll. Is it completely Spread wise to be doing a combat roll when I just go in a EVA suit? That's what I was That is made out of glass. You don't want to damage the suit. All right, so I'm 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 going low. You, I'll, I'll tell Oregon Trail to go high. <laughs> okay. So uh, so you'll be crouched, yes. and I'll be above you, and you'll look. We'll look opposite ways. Yes. Uh, what do your characters look like, by the way? Very typical Marini, or <laughs> yeah, um, a draw. I look like yeah. Connor from Cyberlife. Yes, very oh, so you have a pipe okay. instead of a cigar. Yeah, yeah you got on. I've got a I've got a, a mustache. I I didn't mention it, but <laughs> yeah, is it a sick handlebar one. Or is um, it like a no, it's it's more it, like. Uh, above my mouth, but it's very, very full. Okay, oh, but, so it's, Tom, but Tom like a Tom Selleck. Selleck. But yeah. I definitely like manicure it. Okay, like, uh, so I just like <laughs> anyway. He cares for his stash. So, so cares a... for his stash. <laughs> <laughs> that's what my grand. That's what my oh. grandfather always told me. <laughs> uh, you okay? Anyway, you open the the airlock into the engine room, 
when you do, you see uh, a couple of things. Immediately on the floor, you notice what looks like a scorched outline of something sinuous and kind of snake-like. You also see this engine room kind of proceeds to your left and your right. And you see when you go around the corner to kind of clear the room to your left, you see slumped in the corner two corpses. Oh, so they're, would mm-hmm. we know that they're dead or should we go? They look uh, very evidently dead. Dead. Yes. I'm going to approach uh, the bodies. One yes. of their, one of them, you can see even from this distance, their throat is totally torn out. And the other one, uh, their head is kind of split open down the middle. Oh, I'm going to approach the bodies and okay. I'm going to use a med scanner on one to see maybe okay. with a cause of death. When you approach that body, Eli, I need you to make a body save for me. Body save? Mm-hmm. Okay. So you're going to try to roll under your body save stat. Okay. Yeah. 28 under 40. Okay. So you approach these bodies and then everyone notices as he's approaching some very strange things happen. Uh, the lights begin flickering and flashing very rapidly, almost like strobe lights. You see the corpses begin to twitch spasmodically. Their eyes begin fluttering and they're rolling around wildly in their sockets and their mouths begin gaping open and closed, but no sound comes out. And Eli, you feel something as this is happening, kind of some kind of wave pass through your system that you manage to stave off. Uh, Otherwise, you feel like you might have lost consciousness, as it were. Okay. And then all of you can hear coming from somewhere probably on this level, uh, a sound, a loud, piercing, screeching noise. And all of this doesn't stop. It continues. Would my flashlight be flickering or would it just be? Yeah, your shift? flashlight is also flickering. So all the electronics yeah, all are... The, yeah, all of the lights are flickering. So our communication's kind of... Yeah, it's kind of like patchy. <laughs> yeah. What does the bioscanner read? Uh, the bioscanner that these uh, corpses that are uh, kind of twitching are not alive. What so, about the screeching? Uh, and suddenly you pick up coming from this level, probably in the cargo hold that you passed, a large life form that was not there before. Is it is staying in the cargo hold or is it moving towards uh, It appears to be moving rapidly around the cargo room, stopping periodically and screeeching loudly again. Okay. This is our cue to leave. Yes. <laughs> Do we have to... Um, this is, am I in range enough to grab Eli... Without, well, what did my meta scanner say? Uh, yeah, they're dead. They're, they're 100% dead. dead. But is there any abnormalities to their body? Uh, there are odd electrical signals pulsing through their nervous okay. system that's causing these twitches and eye rolling and mouth gaping. Uh, but they're not alive. Okay. I'm guessing y'all don't have a flamethrower. We, we, we could certainly <laughs> use a flamethrower. We don't. Uh, the we're captain not alone. says... I don't like this at all. Do we still want to check out this jump drive since we're here, or do we want to go? How far we is the jump should, drive? Uh, it's in right the there. same room as you. you. You just basically have to go around the corner. Eli, how quickly can you check this? Uh, give me one moment. I'll use my cybernetic diagnostic scanner on the jump okay. drive, see if it's uh, in working yeah, condition. Uh, this screeching continues, and then you start to hear banging on the airlock door that you pass to the cargo hole as Eli is checking on this. All right. Uh, um, let's get out of here. <laughs> Eli, think, the jump drive is totally burned out. Okay. 
but is there anything of value? Yeah, there is still sixteen units of fuel remaining in the in the engine in the thrusters. If you wanted to attempt to harvest it, it would take approximately forever two hours. Yeah, to offload. <laughs> how much? How much fuel do, do I? Would I know how much fuel we had in the ship originally? Uh, yes, you had twenty three fuel, which is enough. For a while. Eventually yeah. we'd hit orbit. So then it would mm-hmm. slowly bring us down. So um how about is that enough fuel to set this off to make an improvised bomb to blow the ship up and all the life forms in it? It is well enough fuel to blow up the ship, yes. While they're talking um, about this, mm-hmm. I'm going to walk back mm-hmm. into where the cargo and the mm-hmm. other airlock is. Mm-hmm. And uh is there a place where I could like Hold my fingers against the door to kind of keep it from opening as easy. Can, can you can you break the panel so it doesn't open the door? <laughs> <laughs> the, the, you could attempt it, yeah, uh, but you'd have to make an intellect check. The jump drive seems Wait, completely to inoperable. To uh, well, to break the right thing, yeah, basically, I can just push the button. I can <laughs> if, just yeah, it, oh, you <laughs> could open the door right now. Yeah, if it, if you broke it, it could just stay open for all you for all you know without checking it the jump drive is completely inoperable there is no chance of fixing our jump drive with this one all right thank you Ela. jonas uh shall we go yeah let's get the hell out of here i agree yeah. doctor i still say we try to keep uh all right we're where we're going <laughs> <laughs> so you i'll walk mm-hmm. us up front you stay in the back so we can sandwich everybody in so they're I was, safe i was about to say this would be a very comical thing it's like no but the so you guys head back down the hallway as you approach that airlock uh to the cargo hold the banging and screaming becomes louder and louder and the screeching starts kind of wearing on your nerves as you approach it uh everybody make a fear save for me Everybody has disadvantage (laughs) (laughs) except for me. No, I should have left it. (laughs) Actually, you're the person who can like scan everything. I'll make one for. uh, I'm definitely uh, under. So anyone who fails their fear save is going to take a point of stress. So you'll just add a point of stress. Oh, disadvantage. Oh, yep. So you roll twice and take the higher result. Yeah. Well, I'm kind of stressed out now. Mm -hmm. All right. Is everybody all right? Flink failed. You all seem very stressed out. <laughs> I'll just like look back yeah. and be like, faster, faster, yeah. faster, Genesis. run. <laughs> no shit, keep moving. And he kind of pushes you, Eli. And you guys make it past the airlock, or past this airlock, down the hallway, back towards the airlock. It's connecting the two ships. And when you get there, you hear a loud crash and banging. And now that screeching that you heard is echoing freely through the hallway. You're guessing whatever it is is broken through the airlock. All right. Does any of you have a frag? Yes, I, that's what I was about to say. I'm going to prep a frag grenade. <laughs> okay. We have 12 of them. Oh, goody. <laughs> so and we're going to... my stun baton. But still, like, looking toward back toward the airlock, but moving as fast yeah. as I can. Everybody, this is basically the equivalent of an initiative check. Everybody make a speed check for me. <laughs> now, so you're you trying to roll under your speed Probably. score. Yeah, could you? I was about to ask. Could you cook Aww. a space grenade? <laughs> no. Mm-hmm. No. I rolled a sixteen. Nope. nope. Okay. Anybody who rolled under their speed score gets to go right now. Well, nope. Oh, mean, like gets to leave? No, gets to do. Get, this <laughs> is basically basically in combat. You get two actions. So right now you get to take your actions, and then 
the enemy gets to go, and then everybody who rolled over their speed score gets to go. Yeah, I didn't roll under, even with my amazing <laughs> speed. Nope. Nope. I, I rolled under, but what am I going to do? I need samples. Yeah. Um, so who rolled who rolled lowest then? What'd you what'd you get? I got fifty-four. Fifty-four. Ninety-four. I got fifty-one. Sixteen. So uh Jonas actually rolled a five. So he is first. Uh he's going to kind of prop himself up in the hallway. He's going to put up his flare gun and draw this large kind of harpoon rigging gun. And he's gonna say, You're my crew and I'm responsible for you. You guys get out of here. That's going to be his action. He's going to basically holding an action to see if this thing, whatever happens, whatever comes around the corner, he's going to be ready to shoot it. So he's basically just prepping himself. Mm-hmm. Uh, so then, Dr. Suvi, what would you do? This airlock is closed that you closed earlier. Can I grab one of the grenades off their belts and just throw it down the hallway and say, is that not? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's uh, something you can attempt to do. <clears throat> what? What's with that? <clears throat> It's, I mean, it's, it's a grenade. It's simple. Pull, pin, throw, run. Yeah, but when you're in the vacuum of space. Well, it's in. Well, it has a uh, three second timer and three seconds would probably be enough time for us to open a door. And That's up to you, man. That's up to me. Mm-hmm. It's in the game. <laughs> um, EA Sports. The end of the game. Yeah, the end of the game. Well, what are you doing? Um. I am going to drag Jonas. No, I'm just going to bring him with us. So you're you're going to try to drag Jonas? Are you yeah. going to open the airlock? Yes. Okay, so you open the airlock, which hisses open easily, and then you go back to basically pull Jonas after you? Yes. Uh, okay. He's going to resist you. Okay. He says, no, everybody out first. Uh, make a strength check. So you're trying to roll under your strength. It's going to be an opposed check. Ooh. Uh, what is the double zeros again? Double zero is zero, like zero? in the tens digit. So I got a seven. Wow. He got a 12. So you <laughs> you still beat him. <laughs> you start pulling the captain towards the, the airlock. And then did you guys roll over your speed? I yes. yes. Yeah. Okay. So as you see Dr. Suvi pulling the captain towards the airlock, with another screech, you hear heavy thudding footsteps. And then you see barreling around the corner uh, about an eight-foot-tall, leathery, bipedal creature. There's a series of grasping claws protruding from its torso, almost like arms. And there is some kind of organ erupting from its split cranium that almost appears to be tentacle-like. And when it comes around the corner, it is going to... When do, when do we make a panic check? <laughs> uh, I'll say you guys should probably make a fear check again. A fear save. Because this, it says roll for panic whenever we encounter a creature for the first time. Uh, okay, well, yeah, then everybody roll to panic. So you're going to... A horrific creature. <laughs> yeah, uh, so we'll, we'll forgore the fear save then. We'll say you're going to roll a panic check, which is 2d10. And you're trying to roll higher than your stress. Okay. Wait, whoa, 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 whoa. What? <laughs> yeah. 2d10 and roll higher than your stress. Where's, higher than my stress? So like two regular Your D10s? stress starts out at character creation at two. And if you failed your fear save earlier, that means you have three stress. So you're rolling two regular d10s, adding the total, and making sure it is higher than your total stress. Which, okay. at this point, is three for most of you. Except the android. And the captain. <laughs> oh no! What happens if I get? So it's only 
critical fail for like the percentile. Uh, doubles, you rolled right? two ones. I rolled two sevens. Two sevens. <laughs> so you, that's actually a critical success. Yes. Not only do you not panic, you uh, relieve one stress. Cool. And we'll say that we'll give you uh, one of the positive effects from the panic chart. So you're going to get laser focus. Laser focus. Yeah, you're going to get advantage on all rolls for the next six hours. All rolls, period. Mm-hmm. Woo-wee. Yeah. <laughs> six hours. Yeah, advantage. so how did yeah how did everyone else do on their panic checks? I succeeded. Okay, succeeded. So over is succeeded. Yes, succeeded. I rolled an eight. 18 so you succeeded. Test yeah. because so you everyone who succeeded on your okay. stress check, this, this panic thing, you means you relieve one stress. If we succeeded? Mm-hmm. Oh. oh. Yeah, it, it basically represents you... Uh, Stepping up under pressure instead of panicking. All right. So everybody loses one stress. And so who's the closest to the monster? Because you were in the back, but the captain stopped. stopped And then, but then the captain got dragged. Yeah. The captain was getting dragged. So I'm going to say one of you two is probably closest. It would be me. Yeah. It would be me. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Flank. Open fire or throw that frag. Make a. It could breathe air. So if we shoot a hole in the ship, we we breathe air. Oh, wait, wait, the facts. It's running towards you with these. There you go. (laughs) (laughs) It's running towards you with these pincer like appendages flailing wildly. Make a combat check for me. Okay. Well, no, not combat. What is it? I make a combat check, right? And you make. Armor? This is where. Yes, you make an armor save. Yes, Mm. I succeeded. It failed. It got a 90. So then, yeah, you just don't take any damage. You manage to batter off. These strange pincing claws, uh, and then everyone else who got un- like got over their speed gets to go. So okay, uh, who rolled the lowest out of you three? I you had, had 54. 54. 94. I had fifty one. Do you see this bizarre alien creature assaulting flank, uh, but not doing anything? Right. <laughs> yeah, but he's he's managed to hold his own so far. I just I don't want to shoot anybody in the hallway. <laughs> you not that confident in your shooting skills, Marine? You've got military training. Yeah, I'll do one burst fire at it. Okay. Yeah, you make a combat check. And since I'm there, you'll get, you can roll under, I roll a five. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, so roll damage. What's damage? 4d10 for an SMG. Mm -hmm. Okay. Holy cow. Roll four tens. (laughs) 30. 30 damage. 30. Yeah, Uh, you pepper it with SMG bullets and you see what looks... Very much like human blood spurting out of the wounds, and it screeches again horrifically, but that, it does not die. That's how we Marines do it. <laughs> <laughs> you still All right, movement, right? You can retreat, fire. Oh right? yeah, you get two. Yeah. You get two significant actions. You get two actions. Does anywhere say you can't attack twice? How close are um, me and the captain to the uh, airlock? This doesn't say you can't attack twice. So yeah, go for it. <laughs> All right. Um, yeah, well, I guess I'll try to pepper it again. We'll okay. What'd you get? I got a 55. 55 out of? 50. 51. 51. So, so you a, failed. That's a critical fail. Oh, yeah, that's a critical fail. Because mm, mm-hmm. doubles. Oh, no. Yep. Uh, I'll say uh, as you lever this, uh, level this uh, SMG at the creature again, uh, and you fire at it, and it somehow uh, the the bullets either like kind of ricochet off these hardened patches of leathery flesh, or pass insignificantly through this strange tentacular apparatus on its head, 
What's the uh, vacuum thing going on with the... Are the bullets penetrating anywhere out of uh, the ship, or are they just kind of contained? No, they're not passing through the hull. Okay. Is it critical failure a catastrophe where not only do you fail at the task, but you may incur some other penalty, complication, or even damage as a result? You don't have to do that. <laughs> Since you're kind of grappling with it, <laughs> Flank. Mm, Let's my, uh, my make, make an armor. Pincers. Make an armor save for me. <gasps> no. Oh, Jay didn't want to shoot anybody. <laughs> so I rolled a fifty-one. My armor is fifty. Oh no. <laughs> uh, so let's roll some damage. Organ trail. <laughs> Wait. So did you put the entire spray into his back, or like we'll one say, straight? We'll bullet? say you'll take half of what he rolled. So roll. I roll. I roll one. <laughs> Oh, hi. <laughs> oh no! What'd you get? Thirty-one, so, three tens. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Right. So that's uh, we'll say fifteen. <laughs> oh round down. no! Okay, okay. So uh, you you kind of freak out a little bit, and uh, uh, with them struggling, some of your SMG rounds hit uh, your companion instead of the creature. <laughs> that's, that's not how Marines do it. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, all right, now flank. Uh, it's yeah, your it's, oh no yeah, oh yeah Eli's. sorry Eli it's your go. All right, um, well I'm gonna see the uh, Doctor Subi's trying to drag Captain. I see the Captain is resisting. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna tranquilize the Captain. Oh boy. <laughs> okay. Why don't you just tra- tranquilize last a while? Just stun him. You have a stun baton. Oh, is this android trained? <laughs> What's his program? Well, all right, so make a you'll make a combat check, and I'll make an armor check for the Captain. Okay. Harvey must take a body save. Oh, okay. At advantage. Or fall unconscious for 1d10 rounds. Well, that's... And I make that 1d10 95, and that's a 6. So, at advantage, that means he's succeeded. Okay. So, you trank him, but uh, maybe because of the adrenaline or whatever's going on, he does not pass out. So, you have another action. Okay. Um, <laughs> Try it again. <laughs> you gonna... Why don't you just do like that thing that Commander Data does and just like <laughs> neck pencil and not yeah, the Vulcan, Vulcan neck grip. Yeah. How far are they into the airlock? Have they made it off? No the one has. No, no one has gone through the airlock yet. Okay. How close? How close are um, we? Uh, you're right up on it, basically. Give us a good push. <laughs> push us uh, into the airlock. Hmm. No, push us, and y'all fall back. <laughs> y'all, y'all are the meat shields. <laughs> I really, I want to try to get over to uh to Francis, but who's Francis? Oh, I can't remember. I'm Flank. Flank. Flank's um, his nickname. I won't try to get out of the Flank. Uh, yeah, I, after I try to tranquilize the captain, I'm going to run over to Flank. Okay. And try you... to, I guess moving would be my other action, so just moving, move to Flank. Uh, it's a insignificant distance. We'll say you can do something else. Okay. Um, Significant. I'm going to try to tranquilize the alien. Okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> So with advantage. If you succeed, samples. <laughs> that's a ten, and that's a forty-nine. Both would save. Dang it! So <laughs> it does not. It just looks. Uh, you would say it looks angry, but it doesn't really have a face. So all right. Flag's oh yeah, flank. I'd like that's to right. go. <laughs> flank. Sorry, I forgot. <laughs> I've taken some damage. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what would you like to do? I'd like to. Um, how far away is the airlock? Uh, we'll say a couple of meters, really. I okay. Mean, you could. You could really. I really, I can I make go to the airlock, um, fire uh, mm-hmm. around, and then go all the way through the airlock. Yeah, ultimately. Yeah, we can do that. You okay. said so, fi- fire around. 
fire fire a burst Ow. yeah right to the back of my <laughs> head yeah <laughs> yeah you can do that um <laughs> that's an 18 under 50 under 60 so oh wow 60. that's nice. actually it's the better dice yeah that's that's succeeds those dice look really nice i wonder who got them for you because i'm <laughs> oh jacob's break from the tangled web 53 <laughs> away from mine how how you're much closer so oh yeah. Well, it's whoever isn't it? Whoever rolls higher. Yeah, it's whoever rolls closer. Who who rolls under but closest to their stat? And I rolled a twenty-two, which is fifty-three away from my stat. Uh, oh, and I rolled an eighteen under sixty, Aww. which is only forty-two. Two. So yeah, you're closer. Oh. Okay. So you you succeed. All right. Wow. Sixteen. Yeah. Uh, you open fire as you're kind of backing away into the airlock. And this time you're what the are the, bullets, yeah. what are the stash? The the burst kind of lands all all shot squarely in this strange head like organ, and it collapses to the ground. And when that happens, all of the lights stop flickering, and uh, the, the, whatever this thing, whatever happened, is passed, and this thing has died. We actually we defeated something we, in combat. Yeah, you yeah. did one thing. One thing. <laughs> oh, so it's over. Uh, that combat is over, yes. So, yeah, this thing has died, presumably. <laughs> it looks dead. It collapsed. It's Wait. no longer screaming and trying to murder you. I was expecting but, uh, you to do, yeah. like, Marine thing and walk up to it and double tap it. And but Flank, it. yeah, Flank is bleeding profusely from the friendly fire. I'm going to try to fix up Flank. Okay, what do you have to do that? I have a uh, stim pack. Cool. And I also have pain pills and automed. Um Which one? Which of those is the best? Mm. Probably at the moment, automed something that you would use for disease or poison or to attempt to heal or to reduce fear or stress. So that's something you would take like before you rested. Okay. That would, would make you recover naturally better. The pain pills would probably be good right now. Okay. Uh, the a- stem pack would be something like in the middle of combat because it also gives you strength and combat bonuses. If I give him two pain pills, does it double the effect? It does. Okay. I'm going to pop two pain pills in his Excessive mouth. use of pain pills or stim packs requires a body save to prevent addiction. <laughs> I had an electronic... Whenever you take more than one so pill at a time, roll 1d10. Yeah. If you yeah, roll equal to or under the number taken, make a body save. Failure means you fall unconscious, and the warden rolls on the table on page 10.4. So, Other, other than his health, I don't care about his well-being. Okay, cool. So, <laughs> uh, do you take both of these pills? I'll take one. You? you take one? Like, so you're going to heal 1d10. I'm trying to force him in his mouth. Uh, <laughs> uh, that would be opposed strength checks if that's what you want to do. You're gonna push his teeth in. <laughs> yeah. Eat, yeah. Eat this. <laughs> I'm gonna do it. So you take the first pill and you heal four points of damage and lowers your stress by one as you feel this kind of opioid relief flood through your body. You need the other one. Take it. Later. Later. No, now. I, I I'm still fairly close to my my maximum ca- capacity. <laughs> Are we out of initiative? Yeah, so you, save it for later. Oh, so can I? You need one now. Right now. You're not I'll at full health. Back to the engine room. So your vitals are not. I've got some stim packs. Okay. You're gonna, yeah. gonna double tap it on your way through, like. <laughs> well, I'm just worried about your well being. No. I got three not bursts really left in my magazine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you have All multiple right. magazines, don't you? I either I have two or three. I magazines. mean, who, who, what marine only brings one magazine in their gun? Peter said we had. Peter said we two. had 
Two. Yeah. Two. <laughs> two of so each you have an weapon. Extra. This was supposed to be a science expedition. Yeah. Doctor. There's uh, the captain will say, "Oh, there's a chance they can have some somewhere on the ship, but as it is, I just want to go." I recommend the android scan uh, goes to a computer to get some ship schematics to figure out if there's an armory. If there are we more, we than- have the blueprints. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is there an armory? I mean, there's the hold that may have any weapons or, or am- ammo in it, but this was registered as a research vessel. So you're guessing maybe not. If okay. they had any, it was probably as, as little as you. There is no armory on the ship. Or no. there has to be something. If there's life signals on the planet or these things, we're going to need more than two magazines. This is probably another science expedition ship. There's the likelihood of there being an armory or any other kind of weapons on the ship. is The probability is very low. Can we well, please continue this conversation back on our ship? Yeah. Sure thing. Drag, well, the th- drag the deck thing back on the ship. You well, want to take the that. alien with us? Dissection. We need to find out what it is. Doctor, I don't think that's a good idea. That is the only reason I'm here. The captain says, leave that fucking thing where it is. That's yes. an order. Thank you, Jonas. <laughs> At least cut off the head. Uh, we are walking into the ship. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, I just went to go loot the bodies. Make sure they didn't have any extra ammo. Uh, yeah. When you They're examine. Still floating and twitching. No. The, whatever has happened has passed okay. and they are not twitching anymore. One of them has a note that you find crumpled up in his hand. Uh, you uncrumple it and read it, and it says, I am the silence that is incomprehensible. That's really lame. <laughs> I, will, I will drop it back. Uh, the other one has uh, some instant coffee powder. I will take that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the silence that's incomprehensible. Mm-hmm. I'll make a it's mental the note of it. from Doctor Who. Oh, God. <laughs> and then I'll, I'll catch up with the rest of the group. I don't want to keep them waiting. Okay. When you, do, when you pass through, you have to pass by where the airlock was knocked open also. The cargo hold. Oh. Uh, and, and if you look through, you can see that does indeed lead into a large cargo hold, similar to the one that's on your ship. You and should go you see, it real quick. You see what looks like, as you pass by, some skeleton walkers, which are kind of like the... Things from Alien. The the big, you know... Exosuit? Exosuits. Okay. Yeah, oh, from Alien. <laughs> uh, you see what looks like archaeological equipment, like earth movers and cranes, and conventional tools like shovels and pickaxes. Um, there's like... So they seemed more like an excavation. Yeah. But there, you see one strange thing as you pass by, headed back to your crew members. Uh, it looks like some kind of artifact... Uh, it is made of dark, twisted metal and that's been shaped into a grotesque statue. You see humanoid figures that are excessively jointed. Like you see arms with three or four elbows. How big is it? It is uh, three feet wide and five feet high. Oh my God, and about <laughs> two feet thick. There are faces on it with too many eyes and in odd places. And it looks like scattered out from around it. Uh, You see pieces of the same metal uh, and and bits of crate as though something has blown out this artifact out of a crate from the inside. And you also see on top of this wreckage, six dead crew members uh, with either... Uh, kneeling around it with either their heads touching it 
or their hands touching it. I was going to say bring it, but uh, no. So other than the normal uh, kind of archaeological equipment, that is the most interesting thing in the room by hey, far. I'm the only one who knows about yeah, it. Yeah, because you're the only one who went back to the engine room, so you're the only one who passed by this cargo hold in the open airlock to see it. Uh, we probably don't have space for it. Have you seen our uh, ship? <laughs> I should be that big. I mean, I, I, not that small. Are you just standing there kind of staring at it, thinking about what to do? I cause attention. But I will like do like a double take. Uh, I'll keep I'll keep walking. Uh, <laughs> okay, so you get back and everyone's still arguing about. It's what probably do. nothing. Yeah, uh, they're, they're, I'm guessing they're already on the ship. I'm trying to drag the alien. Uh, uh, you come back and you see uh, Doctor Suvi kind of trying to drag the alien with Jonas yelling at her, saying, "I gave you an order, damn it!" And he's trying to like get her hands off of this alien. Now I have that leather hide. Would would I know if it's like a same sort of? No, hide? It is not the same thing at all. Oh. The, the your your leather alien hide gloves are kind of greenish, all right. and this uh, this leather looks uh, very humanoid. It looks like a really darkly tanned, like human skin. So you have the examination pack, right? So you have a scalpel on the ship, not the oh, on the ship. Do we have body cams on these things? <laughs> no. no they're on no. our armor okay. yeah they would be on the battle dress yeah i was gonna say we could just get like a video of it and send it in but um there's no way you can get like a small piece i'm trying i don't have anything to it's cut just, it with damn it everybody grab an arm let's go <laughs> thank you uh, i have a scalpel oh like, that helps on you i do just, so just drag it. Just drag it. He's, oh. he's already dragging it. <laughs> All right. Uh, <laughs> okay. We got to get out of here. I'll swing my SMG. I do not my think bag. it is a good idea to bring the dead alien onto the ship. Says I didn't ask you. <laughs> Understood. <laughs> you tried to drink him. Uh, yeah. Uh, so you tried it, to bring it back alive. <laughs> I'm bringing it back dead. Yeah. You guys pick it up and start dragging it, and it makes this sick squelching noise as you pick it up. With this, uh, it's, it's like last dying breath. Like now, it's just like fluids escaping. Did it defecate? Yeah. There's blood and pus and like strange colored liquids in the pool underneath where you start dragging away the body. I don't want to bring that into the cargo yeah. hold. <laughs> I'm gonna take a medicator to it. Throw a tarp down if you're okay. that. See if any abnormally. I'll give it. Obviously, there's abnormalities, but see what kind of. I'll give it a solid kick. Just be like, uh, piece of alien skull. As, as you're basically scanning it as they're dragging it, you notice yeah. this is actually, uh, or was, two living things. Two living beings. Yes. Okay. This used to be two living beings formed into one. That is very good. Continue dragging. <laughs> yeah, so you guys can basically just drag it back through the airlock. I'm assuming close the airlock behind you. Yes. Uh, get back into your ship. So we heard no more and noises after that, right? No. We're clean. Okay. No, not yet. <laughs> <laughs> Just checking a timer. Right. Uh, you guys uh, head back into your ship and decouple for safety. <laughs> uh, the captain takes off his helmet and he's just gasping and like, this is not what I signed up for. How's that tank working on you? <laughs> it's not. <laughs> So I was only because I need a drink. <laughs> so I was only tranquilizing you for your own safety. I was trying to get you back to the ship. <laughs> so you yeah, yeah. To, you seem to be resisting. 
Uh, I'll, I just know not to turn my back on you again. None of us have piloting, sir. I assure you, sir, I can be trusted. Uh, he points at uh, Dr. Suvi and he says, get a tarp and get that thing into the med bay. And he just walks off. To reassure Eli... I was about to say, we have a med bay? <laughs> yes, you have a med bay. To reassure Eli so he doesn't turn on me in the future, I'll pat him on his cold, dead shoulder. <laughs> and I'll say, it's a science expedition. We have to have something. And I'll walk off. Understood. I'm going to stare at you with a blank face. Okay. <laughs> Good talk. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay. So basically, you can drag this thing to the med bay and then do whatever you want. Dissection. Okay. Make a... We'll say it's an intellect check, and you can add any applicable science skills. Yeah, like gen, you can add your 15%. genetics. 15%. Yeah, so you'll, you'll add 15% to your intellect score, and then you're trying to roll under that sum. Uh, do I need to do math? What's 15% plus for 50%? 65. 65, thank yeah. you. So you're trying to roll under 65. I rolled a five. Oh, yeah. Just a five? That's amazing. (laughs) Uh, You're able to dissect it with all the tools that you have. And in the process, you see that this is indeed two different organisms. The host body, which is kind of the, uh, you know, bipedal clawed form and a parasite of some kind, which comprises that strange uh, tentacled organ that was sprouted up through where the skull once was and a kind of centipede like body that you can separate into two, these two different creatures. Uh, the one kind of uh, host body is totally unfamiliar to you. You've never seen a creature like it before, nor uh, the, the parasite. So you're guessing this is something either from an alien planet. No one has explored yet, or maybe from this planet you're orbiting or somewhere else entirely. So would the med bay be like a super sterile locked kind of? No, it's it's just kind of like a a hospital room. There there are you know you could sterilize it if you wanted to, but uh, Doctor Suvi just kind of has this thing up on a big metal like stainless steel slab, <laughs> okay. cutting it up. I'll I'll open the door and I'll tap on the yeah, side. You, you could say, say he's kind of in a or she's kind of in like a a glass enclosure just for safety in case they were. Yeah. Parasites or, you know, diseases. I'll just tap and I'll say, so what do we got? It's a mystery. Whatever it is, it's completely alien to us. Uh. (laughs) Francis. Yes, Eli. You still need that (laughs) painkiller. I'm fine. I told you. my, My readings say that you're still under health, under max health. I'm fine. I'll sleep it You're off. You're slightly under the weather. I'll sleep yeah. it off, we'll sir. I, I, I really I suggest that you take I can't the pain allow pill. you to do that, France. <laughs> yeah. uh, eventually, you are rejoined by the captain, who is back in his normal kind of uh, crew jumpsuit, Just holding, and he is <laughs> carrying. <laughs> he's carrying a, a highball glass uh, with some. Uh, ice in it and some kind of dark liquid, you're guessing whiskey or, or something. I was gonna that say he's coffee. sipping on. No. <laughs> and he says, All right, that uh that sucked. Uh flank you all right? Well, I'll be fine. 
Uh, he says, well, you got, a, you got another drink. <laughs> uh, he he says, refuses to take any more painkillers, and my readings are saying that he is not at max health. Uh, he says, I got something for that, and he kind of switches hands, and he pulls out a flask and hands it to the, <laughs> How long the has our day yeah. been? Okay. Uh, I mean, this has only been a couple of hours. Oh, so we're going to have a long day. I'll make a pot of coffee. <laughs> I'll try to With see if I can coffee. Yeah. With the pot- um, pot- uh, potentially infected coffee. Good idea. I got water purification. It doesn't matter. <laughs> yes. I'm going to purify the beans. It's, it's, sealed. The, yeah. it's a sealed canister of instant coffee. I'm going to go to the command room and mm, just yeah. kind of like look at the moon. Um, okay. See if like I could just see if I can see anything. Okay. Uh, make Maybe another the other make ships. A, yeah, make an intellect check for me. And you can add any applicable skills you might have, like computer or... Computer? Uh, you know. Yeah. Okay. Sure mathematics isn't going to help me in this uh, one? Probably not with this one. Yes. 17 under a lot. Yes. Uh, <laughs> as you continue working on this strange logic puzzle, space logic puzzle, you see that not only are there life signs in the northern hemisphere of the moon, you, uh, with continued scans and, and different layers of examination, find there is some kind of underground structure in the uh, moon and the, and the northern hemisphere of this moon near where these life signs are. That's no moon. Uh, it's not a very large structure. Okay. Uh, you're guessing it's some kind of bunker or something like that. Okay. You also notice that now that you've kind of been exposed to and have been observing these power fluctu- fluctuations from the Alexis, you see they're kind of operating on the same frequency as these signals that are coming from the planet. Hmm. So the signals are coming from the planet. Yeah, but they're okay. they're almost in like harmony. Okay. Would I other. would I would I be smart enough to understand that if that's the same the thing that's messing with our jump drive? I mean, yeah, the, with that intellect check, that's okay. basically what it's for. Okay. Yeah. You you kind of put two and two together, and you know somehow the power fluctuations from the Alexis and the signal that's been coming from the planet and the one that's messing from your with your jump drives are related. Okay. So is there any attempt to fix the thrusters without any extra things? Like could I after I pour my coffee and take it into the room and see if I could try to fix anything with the thrusters? Yeah. You could also make an intellect check. Okay. Uh, and add any kind of I have skills. an electronic toolkit. Would that help uh, in any way? That wouldn't add any bonuses, I don't think. It's because um, that's it'd be like electronic. Uh, yeah, oh. plus ten percent checks on. It's for seeking to repair electronics. So would a thruster be electronic? Yeah, well, it's the the jump drive that's malfunctioned. Okay, yeah, the thrusters are fine, but you could so I have a kind of poke around in 10? there. Ten. Yeah, you'll add basically ten to your intellect, and then try to roll under it. All right. Well, my intellect it would be 41, but I got an 80. Oh, yeah. You have no idea what's going on. You've right. never seen anything like it. I'll just sip my coffee and walk right up. Yeah. <laughs> you're like a shade tree mechanic. You're poking around in there and you're like, yeah, I don't know, screwed. That's <laughs> pretty bad to me. Yeah. I'm going to report back to the captain. Okay. Um, Captain, there appears to be a signal coming from the planet that is messing with our jump drive. And possibly is also what is messing with the other ships on this hmm. in orbit. I suggest that we need to go check it out. He says, okay. 
Well, then, it narrows us down to either continuing to explore some of these derelict ships, which, after that, I don't recommend. Going to check out this moon and seeing if there are any survivors. Or just heading straight for the planet. The choice is yours, Captain. Uh, he then will basically call a meeting of everybody. Uh, and you can meet in the galley. Uh, he, he's like, yeah, he calls a meeting in the galley. He's hungry. I'm sure everybody's hungry at this point. I'm not. Well, uh, <laughs> it'd be weird if you were, I guess. IRL, yes. Uh, <laughs> uh, so you guys meet in the galley, and he gives you those options. Like He kind of gathers all the data from everybody, what Dr. Suvi found, what Eli found, the fact that nobody knows what's wrong with the jump drives. And he says, well, what do you think? Do we go to the moon or head straight for the planet? Dr. Suvi, take off your bloody gloves at the table. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry. I must have forgotten. Well, I don't care to rightly much. I'd like to get some money and get out of here. And it seems like we still have the option of completing our science expedition, whatever that may be. I don't, I'm not involved with that. But if the, if the only way to get out of here is fixing our jump drive, we may have to go to that moon. I'm sure the alien specimen would bring a hefty price back home it is foreign and we could sell it to some experts who might learn a little bit more than me with these mundane tools the signal seems to be coming from the planet from the we, we need to did you say the planet or the moon uh the planet yeah the planet no. we why, need to go to the planet the go to the moon uh he says the well there are some kind of life signs and some yeah. kind of structure down there i'm assuming at this rate it's survivors from these ships that's not our mission, yeah, it, though. <laughs> well, if that's the case, Captain, my, my vote will be to go to the planet. Hmm. Money over... Death. My yes. only care is the mission and the crewmates. Yes, the mission. So once we, we fix our hyperdrive... Once we fix I'm, our hyperdrive, we can send... back home with the uh, alien, which obviously isn't going send to a message voted, but... to someone who can return and rescue them. So, yeah, that's a good point. So Are we able it, to send a um, distress beacon? Uh, I suppose technically you could, although even at the, you know, the speed of light, it could take a while to reach somebody. Says well, Ansible, we gotta use we'll the assume Ansible. there's like an automated distress beacon. Why can't we use can, the Ansible from uh, the Ender's Game? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, he says uh, we'll we'll throw that alien in one of the spare cryopods uh, just in case somebody wants to look at it. And he what says, if the alien re- reawakens? Well, it would have to break out. Uh, hopefully the cryopod will keep it in stasis. Uh, the doctor said uh, the, the base form is humanoid. Uh, I'm assuming it may work on the same principles. And in any way, uh, it's dead. And the cryopod would preserve it a little longer. Understood. Frozen and vacuum sealed. <laughs> <laughs> Did the alien have any eggs? I wasn't looking for that. Uh, no. Okay, good. My mind is just going to Alien Covenant right now. Just the final <laughs> scene where you see David with all the alien eggs. He's hatching. Oh, yeah. Eggs. And he's just and hatching it all yeah. <laughs> so. Well, then I guess we'll head for the planet. Although I think that uh, Flank should probably take a rest. <laughs> that, that'd be good. Hey, you could just have a alcohol. pain pill. I've got my my own bed right here. Since it's me quite nicely. I'd appreciate it if you keep those... Stimulants to yourself. Our thrusters. I have no need for the out. stimulants. So. No, no, the thrusters aren't out. The thrusters are fine. It's just the jump. Just drive. the jump drive. Okay. I, I'm now ignoring Eli. Okay. <laughs> so we have a 50 50 on jump drive. 
Francis. It could either mm-hmm. it could either work or Francis. fail catastrophically. <laughs> you have no idea. Like, but yeah, you, that's just an assumption on Eli's part from that check that he made earlier. Uh, that not knowing what's wrong with it and the fact that it's malfunctioning, using it could be hazardous. That is pretty scary, Francis. It's like, well, we could make it or we could die. <laughs> yeah, and you know. Uh, Kind of warp cores are jump drives. Sorry, warp cores. Uh, Star Trek. Uh, jump drives are prone to operating kind of outside the bounds of conventional physics, you know, based on what they do. You've heard stories about strange things happening when jump drives malfunction. Some of them just bizarre. Uh, some of them deadly. So, Francis. <laughs> Francis. <laughs> Walking away. I'm going to go take a, a rest. Lock, <laughs> lock the door. He's going to hover over his bed. He says, <laughs> we'll head to the planet in the morning. Everybody get some rest. So we're out of orbit. I can't right? remember if I yeah, read it. Not, androids yeah. don't need sleep, right? Mm-hmm. At all. Okay. So you'd be like patrol. So yeah, you'd have my job, do. essentially. I'm just going to patrol. Yeah. And so basically, you guys can take what would in 5th edition be a long rest. But when you rest in this game, you get to try to heal damage and stress by making checks. And happy dreams. Yeah. You can make a... Could you make your stress lower than two? Yes. Okay. You can make make a body check. (laughs) You can make a body check to attempt to remove damage. Uh, and you can make a a fear save to attempt to relieve stress. Can what happens you, if you fail? Would it stay the same, or do you still? Yeah, nothing bad happens. Okay. So just you just don't recover anything. Go make that fear check. So can you make both checks? Yes. Oh, yeah. Okay. And we'll say that you don't have disadvantage on the fear save since you're in kind of like your quarters like you're not sleeping with the android oh no so. he's got i'm no. standing over his no. bed oh, I, lock, no. I lock that door uh so we so would have tight. sleeping no, chambers and cryo chambers yeah you have a barracks for when you're sleeping normally all right I'll and just, the cryo chambers are for prolonged journey like interstellar things that would take longer than you would want to be awake you know? without eli knowing i'll like i'll take off my normal garb mm-hmm my standard battle dress, but I'll keep my my body cam on just to kind of see what he's doing <laughs> while I'm sleeping. <laughs> okay. and I'll keep it to where it's folded up, but to where the I guess it'd be like a shoulder mounted body cam would still be sticking up to be able to see. And then I'll go to bed. OK, you are very paranoid. So what did you get on your body check flank? Your, your body save uh, 75. So that did that's not, higher than. That, yeah. Yeah. OK, so that does not happen. Uh, and then nice. <laughs> did anyone else make a fear check to relieve I did. stress? How'd I did. you do? I got 59 under 85. Oh. So yeah, you, you relieve a stress. I got a 40 over 30. Okay. I got a, I, I I got a 75 go over zero stress. I, know, I, know. I got a 15, no. so I guess I'm zero now. No, you, you relieve uh, one point of stress for every Well, 10. I only have one more point of stress. Yeah. Uh, if you're successful, you relieve one stress point for every 10 points your save succeeded by, rounded down. So you relieve one. So I'm, I'm at zero now because I only had one. Mm-hmm. Doctor's doing well. While everybody is sleeping, <laughs> I'm going to go into the command room and I'm going to go ahead and um, start our descent to the planet. Okay. So I think we'll take an actual human break now. <laughs> yeah. 
Hi, this is Peter Johnson. Uh, you've just been listening to the remaster of our original recording of Mothership RPG featuring the Dead Planet module. Uh, if that's your first time listening to it and you really enjoyed it, or if it's your second listen through and you enjoyed our improved audio quality, then be sure to check out our Patreon. And if you subscribe for as little as a dollar a month, you'll have access to the next couple of episodes of Mothership that we recorded where we're continuing our adventure. Thank you very much either way. And uh, be sure to tell your friends, tell your family, tell everybody about it. And uh, we'll see you next time. <laughs>